You are listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast with Sandy Almendares, Editor-in-Chief. Turmeric and Boswellia, they're, they're Batman and Robin of herbs. They're both good together, but together they're a powerhouse. So millennials obviously want to see disruption in, in all categories, and we are seeing a lot of that. There's lots of talk about millennials. Brought to you by Supply Side East, April 10th and 11th. And welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast. I'm Sandy and I am on site in lovely Tucson, Arizona at the Council for Responsible Nutrition Conference. I'm with Nancy Weindruck, who is the Vice President of Communications at CRN. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Sandy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us in your home state. Yes, yay. I'm so happy you guys came to Arizona. I love it here. I love the desert. Um, So we are going to talk about uh, the consumer survey that CRN conducts every year, but we're going to look at the specific stats from this year. Um, So let's just get right into it. What are some of the most impressive stats? We were very excited this year to announce that we have 76% of Americans taking dietary supplements. So that is a five percentage point increase from last year. It's amazing. Uh, it is amazing. It's a, it's it's always exciting to see that more and more Americans are taking dietary supplements. Mm-hmm. And um, so along the, the lines of the increase in usage, we also saw an increase in confidence. So 87% of Americans are confident in the uh, safety, efficacy, and benef- benefits of dietary supplements. Um, and so, again, it's, it's, I think, a testament to the great work the responsible industry is doing. Um, but of course, we don't want to rest on our laurels. Right. We want to keep, keep doing good work so that we can maintain the uh, confidence. And what about the number of consumers not taking supplements? Yeah, so that's, so <clears throat> that is actually decreasing. Um, and, and that's something we looked at at the presentation yesterday is the percentage of Americans not taking has been steadily declining over, over the past uh, several years. And this is, again, it's positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, right. again, it's showing that more people are taking them. Um, and, and again, that's... And that, more people are confident in them and trust them. That's so that right. Is, that is good news. That is right. What are the most popular popular supplements among the general population and then among younger consumers? Sure. So um, consistent with previous years, the most popular dietary supplement is the multivitamin. Um, and then you see vitamin D, vitamin C, calcium, vitamin B, B complex. So again, consistent with previous years, the vitamins and minerals category, that's mm-hmm. the most popular. Um, but then you see protein, 17% of uh, Americans are taking protein. Um, you see 16% of uh, Americans taking omega-3 fatty acids. Mm-hmm. So there's still a, a increasingly number of uh, um, Americans who are taking specialty supplements mm-hmm. and sports nutrition products and um, uh, herbals and botanicals, weight management. So vitamins and minerals are still most popular, mm-hmm. but there's definitely interest in these other categories. Um, does, do the survey questions account for, you know, so if someone takes like a protein shake, mm-hmm. they might not necessarily think that that's a supplement. They might, like in their brains, think of that as a supplement. That's so right. Is it, does the survey questions account for those? It does. It does. So we, we ask um, if they've taken protein and we say uh, shakes and 
bars and we give them a variety of delivery forms mm -hmm. and then if they select protein, the follow-up question will ask for their specific delivery mm -hmm. form preference. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I don't have those stats right, right here. Right. but. But, but yes. if, uh, if a company was interested, I'm sure that you could provide that information. Absolutely, yes. Okay. So why are consumers taking supplements? Sure. So the reason, top two reasons why uh, supplement users are taking supplements um, for overall health and wellness benefits and um, to fill nutrient gaps in the diet. And um, you may recall last year we saw a shift. We, we saw that the top two reasons were for overall health and wellness mm -hmm. benefits and energy. energy. And that was really an interesting change and we were curious to see if that would be the case again this year. It wasn't. However, energy is the number one reason for uh, supplement users between the ages of 18 and 34. Mm -hmm. So energy is still a really, really important reason. It's something we want to keep an eye on and um, I have a feeling it's going to remain in the top top reasons for the for mm -hmm. the coming years. Right, right. And it makes sense that multivitamins would be the most popular and then the most uh, popular reason would be to fill nutrient gaps and for general well-being because that's generally what people use a multivitamin for. So that's that, right. that correlates and makes sense. Right. Um, so what are you looked at? You mentioned individual ingredients. I know you guys looked at I don't know, a slew of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that's a, a correct term, but a slew of them. Um, I, I like it. We'll go with it. <laughs> what are some surprising stats among these individual ingredients that you looked at? Sure. So what we're what we've been seeing over the past several years is that while again multivitamin is still number one, there is a nice steady increase in usage of individual uh, nutrients. Right, the vitamin D, vitamin mm -hmm. C, B, B complex. Um, <clears throat> So we're seeing slow increases in really all of the supplements within the vitamins and mineral category. Um, what we also took a look, we, we took a closer look at five years, what has happened with specific uh, ingredients. Magnesium has grown significantly among all age groups over the past five years. Same with vitamin D. Um, something we thought was kind of interesting is fiber. Fiber has has become increasingly popular with younger supplement users, mm -hmm. right? Those between 18 and 34, whereas the 55 plus, the, the category, the age group you think would probably be the most predominant fiber users, mm -hmm. they're using less and less of it. Um, mm, and the same is with fish oil. Uh -huh. It seems over the past five years it's become more popular with younger supplement users and less popular with older supplement users. Why? You know, we can speculate and, and guess maybe, you know, doctors have are recommending it less or perhaps they're influenced by the negative media that has cropped up. But, you know, overall, mm -hmm. fish oil usage is continuing to grow. So it's just a different age group is, is mm -hmm. taking it. Interesting. Yeah. Are you looking at different forms of omega-3s? Maybe fish oil is declining, but krill or some other yeah. algae is increasing or something that people are still getting their omega-3s, maybe in a different way? You know what? That's a really, that's a really good point. And I, I would have to take a close look. We uh -huh. do, similar to protein, we do ask what, well, we ask what types uh, yeah. they take, and we do break it out: krill oil, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you you name it. Right. There's yeah, a, there's all exactly yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we would have to take a close look, at, and I'd be curious to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. So when a consumer is going to to buy a supplement, what factors go through their head when they're considering which one to take? Mm -hmm. So the top uh, purchasing factor for, for supplement users is price. Mm -hmm. um, and this has been the case for many, many years that, that 
is subjective, right? So we mm -hmm. don't know if that means they're looking to buy, you know, they want cheaper products. We don't know if they want more expensive products, mm -hmm. but we just know that price is the most important. Mm -hmm. um, following price, believe it or not, supplement facts box. Mm -hmm. That's an important, a really important factor when they're going to the store. They're, they're making a decision based on the information in their supplement facts box. Um, and third most uh, important factor is the dosage. Mm -hmm. um, and, and as Nikki as of Atrium Innovations was discussing yesterday, there there's perhaps a correlation between the price and dosage. You know, if mm -hmm. if you know you're having to take eight eight capsules as opposed to two, you know, you might opt for the two. Yeah, two, right. <laughs> right. But it's like, what's the bang for you? You might be looking to get a better bang for your buck. I mean, who who knows? It's all speculative. Right, but, right. But those are the, yeah. And it's interesting to see that um, <clears throat> certifications are not in the top three. Well, I think we can say that the, the seals are important. 34%. Yeah. Oh, so, so they're important, but they are not the most important. Yeah, right, right. And I'm, I imagine that that the importance will grow as more consumers get more education, ed educated on these seals and as, right. as more products are getting certified and on GMO and gluten-free and exactly. So, exactly. Or maybe they don't, maybe, cons I don't know, I'm just speculating here completely, but maybe consumers don't even really think of those as like a quality seal, you know? Who maybe knows? they just think of like, oh no, gluten-free. If you had gluten-free on the list, I would have checked that. Right. But anyway. Right, well, and that it's, it is interesting. I Last year, I, I was giving a presentation on uh, consumers' perception of the various elements on labels, mm -hmm. right? And we were surprised to see that over the past five years, things like gluten-free or organic, that appeals more to males than females. Hmm, Isn't that interesting? That is you interesting. would think, I don't know why, right. I just made the assumption yeah. that it would be flip-flopped, but you know, everyone has different preferences. Right. Well, thanks so much for sharing uh, some highlights of the study. Can you go over the details on the study? Who took it, okay. um, who conducted it, when it was? Uh, conducted. Yes, so the uh, 2017 CRN Consumer Survey on Dietary Supplements was uh, commissioned by CRN but conducted by Ipsos Public Affairs mm -hmm. um, at the end of August. I believe the dates are the 24th through the 28th. And um, the survey is conducted online. It includes mm -hmm. a national sample of around 2,000 uh, participants. And uh, the great thing about this survey, which we've been conducting now for 18 years, is that um, the sample sizes can be weighted so that it reflects the overall U.S. population. Mm -hmm, right. um, and uh, Ipsos Public Affairs has been a great partner all of these mm -hmm. years, and um, this is a, a valuable asset um, for for CRN and and our members. And we're excited to share the good news. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. It is certainly good news. Uh, look forward to next year's survey, of course. Thank you, Sandy. Um, and of course, I don't want to leave without saying congratulations to Nancy. She was just married last week. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is my honeymoon by yeah, myself. I know. <laughs> Hopefully you can get back to your husband and calm down a little bit after the show. I and, think so. Uh, uh, take some time to be with him. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and thanks to everyone for listening. You can find more on our website, naturalproductsinsider.com. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at natprodinsider. Use the hashtag insiderpodcast to talk about this podcast or our other episodes. And be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts by searching Healthy Insider Podcasts.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast brought to you by Supply Side East. For additional podcasts featuring industry leaders and experts, visit naturalproductsinsider.com.